So January, there's only four games in January. Uh, we again, fuck though. We draw with Aberdeen. Fuck. Um, draw with Aberdeen on the second of January, one each. Uh, we take on St Mirren at home. We dispatch them three nil. Mm-hmm. Dispatched. Uh, we take on Dundee United at home and we dispatch them two nil. So at the end of January, the fourth game. We play Feyenoord in a friendly. Why? Don't know. But we do. So if you, so that's a that's a great point there. Why? <coughs> if you think about the, we've just been speaking about the amount of games, the pressure games. And can you grab can you grab the team for that? Uh, the team's Is not showing there? up. There, no, no, right. Sorry, but uh, yeah, that's you would just you would just hope that there's babies involved. And when I say babies, Christ, I don't mean anything particularly bad there I just mean we've maybe played youngsters in that game right okay weird I don't want a team of babies I don't think you're <laughs> going to do very well specifically with set pieces um, so the end of but they're good at dribbling oh, the end of January we are now two three points behind Rangers okay um, so we've dropped as I say we've dropped points so we're starting the new year terrifically we're in still in Europe great but we've dropped another two points we're three points behind them their goal difference which becomes crucial is better than ours, so they've they've got basically get three goals ahead of us. Now, see at that point though, you don't think? No, precisely. I don't think anybody in the, the middle of January is thinking. You know what? We're only three points behind mm. because I would. I, I can't remember January in two thousand and three. Um, I can't it's remember cold. January this. It was um, for this year either. But we, you'd be thinking, fair dues, the games that we've had. The, the amount of high pressure games we've already had that they've not had to yeah. be only three points behind and how many goals do you say? A couple of goals? Two goals. Two goals. And a couple of goals behind. You'd be thinking to yourself, you know what? Because I would probably still be thinking in January, this isn't going to run through until May anyway, this this European run. No. So yeah, we're, exactly. we're, go- we're going to have that month window be- or that two month window where We've not got every second day. Every second game is a European game. The disappointing thing with the, the points that we're dropping them, we're dropping them against lower end of end, <clears throat> lower league teams like Aberdeen are tenth. So that may then go to the point I was making earlier on. I, I, now it's against me that he's maybe put in. Like if you're saying Aberdeen are tenth, he's maybe put in a couple of youngsters. Yeah, let, like, me, see, let me see who the team and was. Th- then they've not performed. 
so the team got into Aberdeen. Magnus Hedman, Jackie McNamara, uh, Mialbi, Valharan, <coughs> Lambert, Petro. I mean, it's still a really strong team. But it's not his go. It's not been his go-to it's not his team. Go-to. Yeah, exactly. 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 Um, so we dispatch Celta Vigo. We're now. In Europe, post Christmas, we're very excited. We're we're looking forward to the draw, and the draw hits us with Kevin. Who's it hit was? Sure, sure. You tell us. It hits us with. You're here to commentate. You're here to lead. It hits us with Jesus Christ. He's such a fucking pain in there. Sometimes you know that. Honest. It hits us with uh, Stuttgart. Okay. When you're drawn you with better St- Wi-Fi in here. When you're drawn with Stuttgart, <laughs> what are you thinking, Kev? Again, that will go. It'll be very, very similar because not not having an instant feed in German football. But I would the the confidence level will be building at this time. Yes, because I would have I'd have been more inclined, naively anyway, to be saying that I'd have been scared of Celta Vigo more than Stuttgart, and that that's just going for having the the, better, the opportunity of seeing more Spanish football than German football. Yeah, yeah. No, no, nothing grander than that. Nothing more cleverer than that. Had had just to interrupt there. Had Stuttgart not played in the Champions League for a few seasons before that? Though? They had. They had Champions League experience. So that's when it's like Helb and stuff like that playing for them, isn't it? Okay, so like, like, they had a decent team. They had Kevin Kiranyi, mm-hmm. who at that point was seen as like they're going to be the number nine for Germany for years, and yeah. it never worked out that way. But he was still really good at that point. They this had year, that, that year's team of Werner, of course. Uh, who Chris has got some money on to. Uh, Yep. Yeah, <laughs> top scorer. Going well so far. Still time. Still time. So they had Kleb. Yep. Alexander Kleb. Yeah. They had um, Andreas Hinkle, mm-hmm. of course. They had Hildebrand in goal. Um, they had. Uh, they, they just It was a really, really solid team. A really, really good team. This Celtic. I remember this quite vividly. We had no Larson for this game. I remember that, actually. We had no Larson. So, that. you know, you're in trouble straight away. Um, do, do we know why? That's when he done his jaw against Livingston. Oh, right. Who then. was that again? Was it Gus McPherson? No, Gus McPherson wasn't playing at that time. Okay, so it wasn't Gus McPherson. Um, so he'd done his jaw, broke his jaw, and we just didn't have him at this point. So the Celtic team going into the Stuttgart game was Douglas, McNamara, Baldy, Valharan, Agat. So McNamara was at left-back, uh-huh. which is a position he became... Uh, key for him. Uh, Lambert, Lenin, Petrov, so that's what you're thinking there. Thompson, uh, Maloney and Sutton. Interesting. Gustav Bahokin. That is Bahokin, I. That's uh, who broke his jaw. Uh, so we're going to this game, we get no Larson. Um, yeah, I mean, Larson oh, obviously... No. Sorry, I'm just going to interrupt you here. I'm looking, I had to find that out. Um... The Larson injury, bro. It was a, a, an old BBC uh, article on it, and at the very end, it says, "On a more positive note, Celtic will complete the signing of Slovakian international defender Stan Varga on Monday." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Do you not like Stan Varga? Um, no. <laughs> okay, and um, that's you know another podcast, another time. Uh, so we're looking at this will game it be called "Why We Don't Like Stan Varga." Listen, if he, if he wants to produce that show, it can be called whatever sure he wants. Stan Varga, Bayern Munich. So, Celtic go behind to a Kevin Kiranyi header. Um, once they've been reduced to 10 men, 
I completely forgot about that until I was doing a bit of research earlier. So Sukkar got a guy sent off. Um, they go down to 10 men, but then they take the lead. And because this is a two-legged knockout competition, shit. Um, is that the first goal we've conceded at home? It is. Yeah, we didn't concede against Blackburn. We didn't mm-hmm. concede against Celta Vigo. We didn't concede... In the UEFA Cup. Yep. In the UEFA Cup, yeah. So, essentially... No, 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 it's not. We beat Sudova 8-1, did we not? Yeah, I just, you know... Come on. Consider the goal at home, Chris. Come I just on. mean in the key ties, as it were. So, we've based our we've based our kind of ties on the basis of shutting up shop at home, taking a, you know, getting a goal, yeah. going over there. So, straight away, we're 1-0 down. Have to change it. Things have to change. So... I remember these goals quite 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 vividly. Lambert scores a terrific goal where he takes the ball on the chest, the equaliser, and he just a volley into the bottom corner. Lambert was terrific that night. Mm-hmm. Um, Stan Petrov scores a goal where he gives the keeper where he gives the keeper the eyes looking in, and he hits it and beats him into the near post, Porsche, um, near post, and uh, Maloney scores a terrific goal as well. Um, how are you feeling at the end of this game? Very confident. Um, much the same um, as the Bow game. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's enough. There's enough daylight there. They'd get a man sent off. Okay, we conceded the the the, the goal to Karani, but however, I thought that was an accomplished performance. We looked we looked quite good that night. Terrific goals, and I thought, yep, we've given ourselves enough of a cushion that we've got a really good chance of going over there and doing what we need to do. Especially as we had already proven ourselves away in Europe last season. Um, I thought no, this we we feel quite comfortable with this. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this now, right? Um, this is probably my favourite tie. The of, home one? No, no favourite tie. Oh yeah, sorry. so it's not my favourite game is probably Liverpool away, right? Overall, um, my favourite tie is that these two games. Part of it is because we scored a lot of goals, mm-hmm. but part of it is because we do it without Larson. Um, now Henrik Larsson is one of the greatest footballers I've ever seen in person he's one of the greatest footballers to ever play for Celtic but the fact that we did this without him showed another sort of side that we weren't just a one man team that we could perform that guys could stand up and that we could do stuff without him essentially I mean how did you feel coming out of the, the Stuttgart home game that, that'll go what we were saying earlier on is when you've got we didn't have just the one match winner yeah we had numerous match winners throughout the team um, it just maybe was that the, the majority of our match winners were the, the more forward based players yeah. whereas you still need match winners in defence and in goal and that's that's probably what let us down that way the, taking the the 3-1 the because of how all our performances had been earlier on it, the, there was a massive confidence and I think that's and then when we go to the second game and how that pans out it's it becomes fake confidence for a little while. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Um, but we could have turned the telly off. Yeah, and 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 the Beachwood, so we could have because we weren't that bothered after a while. And then all of a sudden we turn around and look back at the telly, and they've scored twice, and we didn't even notice them. Well, we'll, I, we'll I, get. Yes, I watched. <clears throat> okay, we won't get to that. I'll tell you about the pub I watched it. Okay, um, so <laughs> w- with that, so like looking, we defeat Stuttgart. Um, at home 3-1 that's it's a big result it's a big result, a big result. I mean it's yeah. you said it yourself daylight um, so terrific um, January started well however do you think the signing of uh, Vargas maybe st- 
destabilises for the final run. Could it be his fault? Because it's a V as well. And it's well, the V thing was really annoying. <laughs> yeah, it could have been that. Although, as Chris said, maybe maybe Henrik Larson held his back. Seeing as we, as we, uh, as we, agreed, agreed. <laughs> so it's all Henrik's fault. <laughs> so in February, we again domestically terrific. Um, we take on Partick Thistle, beat them two 0 Take on Dundee United in the League Cup, defeat them three 0 Take on Livingston, two one defeat. Take on St. Johnson in the Scottish Cup, 3-0. I mean, we're not only winning, we're actually dispatching teams pretty damn well. Um, there's quite a difference. Uh, you know, we're not conceding goals, which... Wish we'd done that a bit. <laughs> I know, it's really annoying. Uh, but so anyway, so we get we, we get to the Thursday, the 20th of February. We defeat Stuttgart 3-1. And then we go away to Stuttgart. And Kevin, if you want to just kind of paint a picture well, for us. Because of well, we decided to get a crowd and go to the Beechwood. We got into Beechwood relatively early, and um, it started to fill up very quickly. Yeah, and we we got drunk a lot quicker than what we normally do. <laughs> yep. And the it's probably the first game. That became irrelevant to us because of we 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 just felt that this was going to be okay, yeah. Uh, and then it became a point in the game when we were at, oh my god, what's going on? What, what's happening? Yeah, we we panicked. We uh, no, I'm not saying Celtic. When we say panicked, I mean a whole pub panicked. A whole <laughs> pub get a fright, and and um, there was it, it went from just like a drunken rabble of a. I don't care because we're ready through to, oh my God, who decided to put that game of football in? Because that's not the game of football we came to watch. We should. So essentially what happens is Celtic scored two goals in three minutes. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. We scored, Alan Thompson scores. um, And uh, what's Thompson's goal like again? Um, A good one. Is it the... I remember Sutton's, I can't quite remember... uh, Anyway, Thompson scores on the twelfth minute, and then Sutton scores. And I was I was thinking it was the near post header, but that was against that was uh, against Bayern Bayern Munich. Munich, yeah. Right. Um, so basically, we're 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 two 0 up. We're five mm-hmm. one up, and you think to yourself, "It's done, it's done," um, and you're you're excited, and everything's great. Then they score. Tefert scores in the thirty eighth minute to make it um, five two. Yep. And then Kleb scores in the 75th minute to make it 5-3. And then they score in the 87th minute to make it 5-4. And even though they still need two goals, we were really kind of on the ropes at that point. Um, and we finished this game horrifically. But... We're through. We're through. Where did you watch the game? Here it is. Oh. And it was much the same as... Uh, Kevin's experience we were in, I remember the the two goals quick fire, um and thinking, Yes, this this always happens with Celtic. Sometimes you'll get periods or games where you think in your head, Yes, we've turned into a sophisticated <laughs> European team. And I liked at home. And away, sorry. <laughs> um and I liked away this season. I remember Leon, um when we beat them at Celtic part two 0 the way that we controlled the game. It's like we've turned a corner. We've turned a corner. And then, obviously, when we went 5-1 up in aggregate, I thought, yes, we have. We, we are playing 
a we high, are the sophisticated football a team. A high-quality European outfit, and we're just going about this professionally and ruthlessly, and we've taken them apart. But then what happened was Celtic did what Celtic tend to do. <laughs> um, again, I think they pulled one back before half-time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 38th minute. 38th minute. Um, so you're still then, sitting there. You're sitting yeah. there 5-2 on aggregate at half-time. No bother. And then when they get the, the two the, 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 the two like I remember Hleb's equaliser and we doubts start to creep into your head and then when they get the one I remember then the, 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 in, in the pub people talking to each other and that nervousness creeping in and people start you know you know when things are flying people are just singing and drinking and stuff but then people started doing the old computations in the heads what do we need how many away goals what's going to happen yeah and as you say that the final few minutes of that game were they were tense, um, even though they still needed two goals, as you said. You were thinking, well, you know, because the, the tide had turned and the momentum w- was with them. But ultimately, they did need two goals. And overall, over the piece, apart from the last, I'd say, 20 minutes of that game, half an hour, 20 minutes, we controlled most of the game. We, we, we were the better team overall and we deserved to get through. Yeah, and I think that kind of, as I say, this is my favourite tie. Um, I think we... It was exciting in a lot of ways because it showed Celtic at their best mm-hmm. and it showed Celtic at their absolute worst and that we can really create opportunities. You know, Diddy Agat running down that wing and just looking like a million dollars, just looking like an unbelievable player. Chris Sutton being physical, the Germans not knowing how to deal with his physicality. You know, Alan Thompson being silky with his left foot and just being great. And then... Just us conceding lots of goals. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's the, the the Jekyll and Hyde is Celtic in, in European football. It's it, it kind of sums us up. This tie sums us up in a lot of ways. And you know what? I, I wouldn't change it because that's we're never going to be able to play consistently at the highest level. But as long as we've got wee times where we stick our head above the precipice and say, "This is who we are," great. We're going to get hit down with a hammer. Do you know what I mean? But the fact is, we can have these moments, and that's good enough for me. But throughout that full season, that that pro- that's probably a brilliant way to describe it. Because throughout that full season, we punched above our weight against a lot of teams that were de- described as being better and bigger than us anyway, and that we shouldn't be yeah. up against them. And yet we did that. Now we might that we might not have done it over the 180 minutes consistently. But the end result over the 180 minutes is what mattered, so it meant that we were better than them um, on the on the key points throughout it all. So yeah, that's my favourite tie. Um, mm. That's one of my favourite ties in the history of watching Celtic. It, I just I thought it had all a drama. It had um, everything. We come away from that month, the end of February. We're now. Oh, and this is the point. This is the point that me and you, Kevin had a discussion in the Beechwood. The game was finished, everyone else was talking away, and I looked at you and I went, do you think? And you just kind of looked and it was as if, maybe? And that was all, literally that's all we said to each other. So, it was just like a, a kind of wry smile on both of our faces, like... So do you, do you think, think that, we, that would have been the point that the majority of Celtic porters would have sort of been, right, let's go and see where this final is. Let, let's so Manny, let me ask you because that's the way that's the, the our mentality. I think. What about you? Is this the point where you started to maybe believe? Uh, the thoughts maybe crept into my head when I believed was the next round. 
I think that's when I firmly believed. Um, so this was the fourth round of the UEFA Cup, and the next round was the quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. And the next round we get drawn against... Liverpool. Liverpool. So we've got another English team, so it's got an extra added edge. Do you think that extra added edge of, I'm going to put in brackets here, like a Battle of Britain thing, do you think that helped us? Yeah. Um, I think it helped us more than it helped them. Yes, agreed. Do you think the fact that Sutton, again, and Hartson having to go down there to prove themselves, prove a point? But you'd have also had Alan Thompson in that bracket as well. Because... um, the was it the so that would have been the point was from sort of like two thousand two two thousand four when he'd have there would have been a clamour from the Scottish press for him to be within the English, English squad team yeah because or the English squad sorry because they didn't have a left natural left sided player so for him for him to be going up against English teams but also Sutton and Hartson as you said as well um, it would have been a big thing for them yeah so Manny you're kind of take on the draw what did you think when when it happened. Um, again, tough, tough draw because Liverpool had obviously um, never, never managed to win the league. But uh, uh, during that period, but they were like perennial, you know, runners up. They were always competing. They had won the UEFA Cup the two years before, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and a f- what a final that was! That was excellent, one of the best. Yeah, um, they had a lot of really, really good players in the team, um, and it's Liverpool. I mean. Again, the the whole the, the, they, they won the Champions League two years later. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, would you, again, we're talking about some of the teams that we played that you know went on to have real success in the Champions League. But again, that also plays its part as the whole English media Sky Sports thing, where it kicks up again. Sometimes you overrate in your head. They well, they'll certainly overrate their own teams, and you always go, "That's Liverpool. They're excellent. They're this, that, and the next thing." So. When the draw was made, you were excited because of who it was, but you understood that you were up against it, and and you know it was certainly wouldn't be an easy task. So before the draw was made, we we dispatch Stuttgart with ease. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're coming up to the end of February. So the end of February, unfortunately, so just, just I think what also played in your, would have been played in your mind was the way that we conceded the three goals against Stuttgart. Yeah, as Things progress, you're thinking, wait a minute, we can be frail here, sorry. No, no, that's an excellent point. Um, you know, as, as great as we are moving forward, we're, a, we're not as watertight at the back as we should be. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, the end of February, there's a gap developing here, so Rangers are Is top. when it starts, the gap starts to appear, really? So Rangers are top, and they have 75 points, and we are second, and we have 69, but we do have a game in hand. Mm-hmm. So if we win our game in hand, it's three points. So it's still a three-point gap, but Points are only good when they're on the board, essentially. So you'd rather have the points on the board than you know be chasing behind. But so we've got Liverpool, and this is the the, the thing we kind of highlighted um, before we started recording. Kev, in March we've got one, two, three, four, five. We get six games. We've got two UEFA Cup games. We've got a game against Rangers in the league, which is obviously key considering where we are in the league. But we've also got Inverness, Caledonian Thistle, and the Scottish Cup. We start the lead. We start the game. We start March um, with a three-two victory against Hibernian, which is lovely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In fact, let me repeat that: we've got Hibs in the league, we've got Rangers in the league, we've got Liverpool at home in the UEFA Cup. Then we've got the League Cup final against Rangers. Then we've got Liverpool, and then we've got Inverness. 
So we've got one, two, three, four, five. We get six games, one of them being a final and two of them being a UEFA Cup games mm-hmm. in the space of two weeks. But we've been saying that since the start, the start of the season. You're, because the European games were coming so fucking fast, every, every month... I don't want to be flippant and say it, but every month there was a final. It was I, every month, every game at this point becomes yeah. a cup final because yeah. you're you're looking. You, you described it um, for the UEFA Cup games with it being the two legged. It's not as if you did, you could have the group games and you could have a wee bit of Shanna and uh, right, okay, we've we've we scraped past that one or we get our ass kicked, but we've got another two or three games to get ourselves through it. You were having to be on point. Every, Every single, single time, time for yeah. it all. So we, we play Rangers and we defeat them 1-0 um, on Saturday the March and John Hartson scores a terrific goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that game quite vividly again. Hartson was desperate to score in that game. It was, yep. He, yep. he was just so desperate and he continually missed easier opportunities. Um, but his winner was uh, a rocket. It was precise, it was accurate, it was excellent. As soon as Hartson scored, we kind of took control of the game, I remember, and we ended up probably ended up should have winning it maybe by a couple of goals. But that was on the Saturday the 8th, and then on the Thursday, we've got Liverpool. Yep. Chris Armani, talk me through Liverpool at home. What a start. <clears throat> um, I think it was inside two minutes that, yes. uh, that Larson um, gets the goal. Um, we really came out of traps. I remember that really quite vividly. Larson had a jaw, a jaw brace because his jaw hadn't healed, but they rushed him back early, so he had like a brace on. Did he? Yeah, he did. He'd look like his, lo- his whole jaw was like locked over. Right. So yeah, and he scored with his knee. He scored with his knee through... Um, was it Dudek who was in goals for Yes, um, through his legs. Through Dudek's legs. 100 seconds. 100 seconds. The place erupted, I remember. Um, really kind of came out of traps flying. Um, the game then settled down after that. You, you could get um, um, keep that sort of level of pace up. And I remember being mortified that Emil Heskey scored against us. Yes, Heskey scored. Um, I, 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 I thought... I thought in that home leg, I thought we weren't particularly great. I thought Liverpool, I don't think they were either, I think. I think Liverpool took control of that game and I thought that Gerard ran it. I've said this before in the past, I thought Gerard was stunning in that game. Um, because they conceded early mm-hmm. um, and again they could have folded, but, but they did. No, I mean, no... The, the, I think as an event, though, I think I remember I remember the equaliser, and then I, I, I didn't think the game. I mean, certainly the second leg from a Celtic perspective, obviously, was much better. But it just seemed a wee bit of a damp squib the home leg. I remember. Yeah, I, I think it just kind of Liverpool scored, and it was one each, and I think they were fine with that. Yeah. Again, we've conceded at home, Kev. Um, it's not necessarily how we've built on where we are, but once once it happens at Stuttgart, you build a plan on it. It's happened here, so we'll build a plan on it. But I remember Steven Gerrard being terrific. Gerrard and Haman just striding about. And you said it yourself, two years later, they're, in, oh, they're the, winning the European win Cup. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll read through some of these names. Uh, Dudek, Carragher, Hippia, Traore, uh, Riza, Murphy, Gerrard, Haman. But, but Murphy, Owen, yeah. Heskey. So the majority of those players, Duff, do then go. Oh, Duff. But the majority of those players go on to become 
European Cup winners two years later. And then get to another final two years after that. Aye. Yeah, yeah. So, as Chris said, the two years before it, they're UEFA Cup fight, UEFA Cup winners, mm-hmm. and then two years after. So, in the middle of that, so a, a glory period for them in regards to European football. Yeah. That, so, we, we go on. And I'm looking at who was in the, the quarterfinals. So, lovely. Bit of research, Kev, love it. So, ourselves in Liverpool, obviously. Lazio and Bistikas, Malaga and Boavista, and Porto and Panathinaikos. You could probably say that Liverpool were the biggest team out of all of them there then. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, I and, agree. And that's who so we get. So we get, we get, we generally. The toughest draw. We generally had the toughest draw. Um, and it, you could probably argue because we played at home first, and I know it's. That's maybe just been it's a, it's a throwaway statement because we've done so well in our away games. Yeah. But to have the home game first of all sort of goes against the odds. You'd rather have the away game first of all and then get back to your home first. Yeah, home first. Every, every single one of them. Um, Kev, what, were your, what was your take on the game? Um, I, just a, a, a typically British game. I felt it was. It was just it was there was blood and thunder, and it was just everybody was going for it. Yeah, um, I, I think you're right, Saran. It kind of just it did settle down. I just I thought some of the I thought Gerard was great. I thought Haman were good. I thought they did. I think in their mind, they thought one each. Great, no problem. How and did I, you feel coming out of it? I um, first time we're coming away from Parkhead without an advantage. Yeah, no, yeah, that's 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 true. But I specifically remember coming out of this game and there's a. a, 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 a Pal, a mine at the time was was a Liverpool fan, and he texted me after it and said, "I think I was got one foot in the semis," and I kind of felt like that as well. Um, I thought the best chance we would have had against them would have been to build some sort of lead uh, at home, and I didn't think it was impossible again. But I remember thinking, maybe this is it. Maybe the luck's run out, or or, or the runs coming to an end here. Um, be- again, there's be- almost partic- particularly because we made a strong start, and then we we kind of fell away from the game. We couldn't keep up that pace, and I don't particularly remember Liverpool battering us or or anything like that. No, I don't think I don't think they did. I just I, do, I just I just think that they were a, a wee bit more professional, and we couldn't make the breakthrough. And I savvy thought, a little bit. I thought, you yeah. Know. Because obviously with the common language you've spoken with them, one of the things I always remember is how many Liverpool supporters were in Glasgow that particular day, and trying to get the seventy-five home early doors <laughs> to try and get yourself in the house to head head through to the game. Um, the amount of them that were on the bus, sort of heading down to the gobbles and stuff like this, they they were confident. They were massively confident. Oh, yeah. Liverpool supporters. Um, so were Man City confident. Aye, those dispatched clubs. them, since that's your key word for the night. But we didn't, because we drew. Uh, <laughs> send, them, send them home with our tails between the legs, as far as I'm concerned. But no, but it was... Um, they they had... The, there wasn't any confidence for the Liverpool supporters. They, they didn't. As far as they're concerned, I think... One, to be fair, you come away from an away tie, one each, you think to yourself, Job do done. them at home. No, but this is, fine. this is before the game, though. Oh, right, yeah. So I'm talking about uh, mingling with them in the city centre. Right. Um, the Because the there was enough of them walking about the streets. So when you get um, other foreign teams coming, and you can't understand what they're saying, so the, you're, you're smiling at them, you're, you're just saying, Glasgow's a great city, 
don't go to govern, you'll get chipped, but stay in the city <laughs> centre, you're alright and stuff like this. So everything's going to be okay. You don't understand what they're saying, you don't understand what their feelings are. But with Liverpool supporters, you could hear it all. Yeah. You could hear the arrogance. Not arrogance, but like just confidence. Self-belief. Well, yeah. Confidence, whatever one. But um, they, they came here thinking they were going to win. So this month is the month where... It kind of starts to go wrong a little bit for us in terms domestically. If it, just if we're wrapping up the first home leg, we really probably need to make mention to Jeff. Yeah. So yeah. Does so this, this set the tone for his later spell at mm-hmm. Rangers. Rangers. So, talk us through it, Chris. Uh, Bob comes into the crowd. He comes over the uh, the, the kind of barrier at the main stand, mm-hmm. and. Um, and the guy rubs him in the head, you know, sort of thing. He's leaned over and sends him on his way, and. Juf's uh, response to that is spitting square on his face. Um, I think Gerard's comments about it years later might have been in his books. A biography, yeah. Yeah, talking about how he had absolutely no respect for him. He didn't seem to care for the club. Uh, and he, he cited that incident as just how much of a horrible guy he was, basically. Um, really left a bad taste in the mouth. To be perfectly honest, I think they distanced themselves from it, Liverpool, if you know what I mean. They didn't, nobody made any excuses for it or anything no, like that. No, I, I think... He was hung, he was rightly hung out to dry for yeah. it, because um, it was it was absolutely disgusting. And obviously he would come back and uh, he'd get his come up mm-hmm. and up here when mm-hmm. Scott Brown absolutely dominated them and made them realise how awful he is as a footballer and they took him apart. He really was a poor, poor footballer. He was African Player of the Year when Liverpool signed him. He, scored, he played in that Senegal in France, yep. yeah. 2002. Yeah. Senegal who drew two each. Oh, there we go. Interesting. Uh, old news. People listen to this. Uh, yes, old news. Um, so, th- again, this month, uh, Kev, talk me through the... That's going to confuse a few people because we've been saying this season, this season, this season, referring to 2003. And now people are wondering why the hell Senegal and Japan are playing each other in 2003. We're panicking. It was a friendly. Ah, okay. Then, right, uh, yes. So, we draw one each with Liverpool. Um, we dispatch strangers arrogantly. Um, on the Saturday, we play Liverpool on the Thursday. We've got Rangers again on the Sunday uh, in the League Cup final. Kevin Gillespie, talk me through the final. Um, These games were close, always. So we gathered, a crowd of friends had gathered, and we were sitting down watching it. And I think from memory, it was something like I'll use this number better than the number I was going to use. I think it was seven Celtic supporters to one Ranger supporter. <laughs> he said six one before. Yeah. But <laughs> so there was, and we were, there was fun banter, but there's still every time there's a little undercurrent of it all, where you're desperate just to put one over them, and you're also desperate to go in front of the person who's not on your side. So the the game develops how it develops, and I know you were were seeing the scores earlier on. So yeah, so Rangers go two 0 up. Mm-hmm. Um, Celtic then uh, Larson with a near post header, of course. Of class. Um, off Kloss's face. Yeah. Off Kloss's face as Chris keeps obsessed with it. Um, <laughs> but so we're two two one two one down. We get a penalty. Which Chris was it a penalty? It looked like oh, this is a penalty. Um, Yes. Yes. Baldy goes across. Is it Baldy goes across Amoruso yep. and Amoruso drags him to the ground. Cynically it's, tries to assassinate him. It's the an 89th minute penalty. Don't forget the, the prior to that we had a perfectly legitimate half a yard onside. Goal. I don't even think it was half a yard. I think it was like two yards onside. There's, there's space and the Hartsons are big chap, so there is. So he carries a bit of baggage, so he normally 
closes that gap relatively quickly, but there was there was space. So we have a goal disallowed, and the goal, as as we've just mentioned, um, was one hundred percent onside, mm-hmm. but it's chalked off. Um, but eighty ninth minute, Lennon gets sent off as well. Of course, we should mention Lennon came on and then got sent off. Two stupid bookings. The first one he pushes Rickson over um, right in front of the referee. off the ball, right in front of the referee, and then the second one he body checks. Uh, no, the Georgian boy. Avaladze. 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 Um, so anyway, it's a kind of against us, but we get this penalty, the 8th, 9th minute, and you know this team never goes up. John Hartson steps up. Talk us through how you, how you're feeling. At your well, as I said, so we the, the emotions are, you've, you've sort of sat throughout that game, and um, as we outnumbered the other person in the room, that person's having taken it tight, taking it tight, taking it tight, but then they're... Their team gets the, are getting the result, so we're all getting it tight, and then the penalty comes in, and it, at that point, it's it, it's already decided that the goal's in. <laughs> there's there's no doubt <laughs> no in question. our mind. We're already celebrating and 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 picking out how it's going to how it's going to go. Extra time, you know. Yeah, but no, we're we we've gone. We're, we're telling them um, who's going to score, when they're going to score, and how they're going to score. And then he sat back and watched it roll past the post. The silence, and then the the celebration jubilee. No, no, because there was there was smugness. It wasn't celebrations. It wasn't. But there was no no madness involved in it. It was just a sort of smug stand up, look round everybody in the eye, and just go. There you are. So, and it was hurtful. How bad was the penalty, Chris? You need to hit the target. I mean, it's 12 yards. You hit the target. Yep. I mean, the keeper went in the completely wrong direction. You just throw, stroke that in, and that's the end of that. To, to miss the target's unforgivable. Um, obviously, the circumstances, the pressure of the event, that, that might be why he done it, but he shouldn't be doing that. We'd said throughout, throughout all this, we're talking about um, game winners, game changers, the mentality, the strength, and earlier on, I was saying about hearts and being the better striker than Sutton is. Mm. And I agree with what Chris was saying there. If you have a penalty, so 12 yards out, with nobody in front of you apart from that goalkeeper... Get the, hit the target. You hit the target. Even if they save it? The, save it, that's irrelevant. Because if they save it, it's a save. The keeper's done his job right. Mm. But if you miss the target completely, you've done your job wrong. If you hit the target and the keeper saves it, you've still done your bit of the job right because you've got it in that square or that rectangle, sorry. You've got it in that, but the keeper's done it. Even if it's the shittiest, the shittiest penalties, you've still you've still yeah. done it. Mm-hmm. You've still done it right. But so, you didn't do that. So that was a league cup fight. I, I think that's sacrilege as, any, as anybody. that If you're... Unlike in a penalty shootout where... The pressure. Five, no, no, but you've got five choices. So you might be the first one up might be look Gaffer I can take this I can score this I am your go-to man the second man up might be the one going jeez I wish I was a go-to man so I'm going to tell the Gaffer I'm up but by the time you get to number five mm-hmm. you might be shit you might be a wee bit worried you might be going I wish he never picked me but you might be Gareth Southgate you might be well be you might be David Batty there's numerous you might be Stevie Gerrard who's mm-hmm. done it a, a good few occasions which seems to be getting glossed over on a regular basis where a guy can't handle pressure <laughs> what are you saying? I was going to mention Gareth Southgate he'll be in top of the world sorry this is 2003 we're, we're pretending yeah. we're in okay um, 
see that League Cup final though, watching again before we, we watched came on it here, we, we came watched on. we watched um, that that talking about this season being brilliant and being horrific that was one of the real gut wrenchers that, that if you look back over the season in hindsight looking back at 2003 I buried that again but then when you when you when you watch it again it just brings it off that season. You know, there was so close. Everything went everything. right and everything went wrong yeah, at the same time. Absolutely. Yin and yang. And that was, I mean, to be perfectly honest, to drag that, I mean, we were abject at the, at the start of the game going 2 0 down, but in that later period, we, you know, we should have got the equaliser. Um, and then you know, when you're given a penalty at that time, you know, because that would have been a, a real body blow to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even though I think we're down to would... 10 men, you know, going into extra time, you'd still think that the momentum would be with us, but. To do that was was a bit of a signal. So as I say, um, this month was uh, domestically where it kind of took a bit of a turn. Uh, so we lose the League Cup final um, to Rangers. And before I talk about the second leg against Liverpool, I'm going to talk about Super Cali going ballistic and Celtic being atrocious. Cause part again, two. Yeah, part two. Because again, you know, I, as you said, you come into these timeline podcasts and it's like I can't really remember what happened then you start thinking a little bit and there's wee triggers that you start remembering stuff I remember watching this game with my dad um, and Kevin and uh, Samani as well you know my dad just <laughs> volcano erupts this is the worst result in our history when we lose a goal yeah, like, it like, scores for them is it Wainess? Sorry? Yeah, was it scores? let me just tell you uh, yes Wainess scores and this is the thing that annoys me. He scores in the forty fourth minute, so it's just before half time. So it's not like we're conceding in the eighty seventh minute and we don't have time to come back. So that's that's a game that we were mentioning earlier on about about resting players. Well, wait till you hear this. And team. I said to you that Larson plays in it. I'm sure. Uh, Larson does. Aye. Larson does. So this so is I- the team. Javier Broto, mm-hmm. um, Jackie McNamara, Husfall Harren, Stanislav Varga comes into the squad so he was because he was on loan we had him on loan for three months and then we signed him on a, on a permanent deal so Jackie useful Harren Stanislav Varga Lursen Lursen's fucking playing every game uh Lennon. He's getting a little away with this, isn't he, Lewison? Yes. It could have actually been Lewison's responsibility, but <laughs> yeah. he's getting a little away a little lightly. Uh, That'll be my wife's love of the Swedes. Oh, she but loves maybe the that's Swede. why I've turned around. She likes other vegetables too. But um, that's why we're giving him a break. That was awful. Other vegetables too. Uh, Lennon, Jamie Smith, Steve Guppy, David Fernandez, Sean Ooh. Maloney. You're hurting just now, aren't you? <laughs> and Henry Glasson again you still got that white strip with Fernandez in the back I do Fernandez so 12 it's yeah. up there I'll take pictures and send it out uh, connected to this podcast uh, but so De- uh, Dennis Wenner scores um, 44th minute uh, we go out uh, I remember yeah. watching it at my parents house and remember and it was up there wasn't it yes yeah. it was yeah. um, half 6.15 kick off oh, on, on a Sunday night special yes 5th round of the Scottish Cup and we're out yeah um, Thoughts on that? Um, I remember it well. Um, it was one of those games where they scored, and you got a sense before, far long before the end, that it was going to be one of those nights where we aren't, we aren't going to be able to score. Um, they were dogged, um, so, and uh, we, we at that point you thought 
as the exploits of the season beginning to catch up on us. Right, so I can't remember the game. Mm-hmm. So see when you when you're watching it yeah. and you seen the team coming out, would mm-hmm. would that have been the first point when you when you sort of felt, oh, this team's no the no. right team for going up to Inverness. Nope. No, no, right. it wasn't that. It was as the game began. But I thought we were pretty lethargic. Didn't think they were particularly good. But then when they got the goal, I remember. I think he scored in the turn in yeah, the bottom yeah. corner. Um, it's a good goal. Um, we hadn't looked impressive up to that point, and then I think a lot of the times in the next five or ten minutes, you can see if there's a reaction, and we just no, don't get me wrong with a lot of possession when we were, were kind of going forward and stuff like that. But there didn't seem, there was no real cutting edge, and I remember thinking this isn't going to be your night. Um, so that that really annoyed me that game as well, if I remember correctly. Just <laughs> probably should have more understanding given the amount of games we'd played that season, but it just because they were so consistent in the league throughout the season, everything mattered. Everything really mattered and I thought you just didn't want to give an inch and I remember thinking that night, I just thought, oh, fuck, this is just things are stuck. I've been talking about your dad, Volcano, this is the worst result in the season. Things were so tense during that period, yeah. you were like, no, this is it, it's all going to pot, it's not going to work, yeah. you know. So how I, was the second half from your, I know it's, I'm trying to pull something up for 15 years ago. From memory, we had all the ball, we yeah. were attacking them, but we just didn't look as if we were no, going to score. Nothing. It just, no, it was, and they had like two, or, I, I remember this vividly, they had two or three counter-attacks where, yeah. where they, they probably, have scored they again probably then. should right. have scored, because um, we were pushing up. Here's where my memory's kind of mistaken on this. So, I thought this game was before Liverpool. I thought this was the Sunday before the Thursday. This is the Sunday after Liverpool. Right. So, this is the Sunday after the second leg. So, to an extent, there's no real excuse for losing this. Or, no, no, no. As a flip side, then, not that they put that much into the Liverpool game, that they're exhausted couple of things it's a cup tie so anyone so you, you know you, anyone can win a cup tie you're away from home at a dinky wee stadium that's you know there's wind and all that right this is me making excuses right um but see if they'd won that so the next game so that's the 23rd of march the next game is not to the 6th of april and the next game is a draw so, so I'm not saying that that, that defeat had uh, brought a little bit of lethargy into it where maybe the, if we'd won that game, I'm not saying it would have changed the season or any results. What I'm saying is you're you're only as good as your last game in people's minds. Or could it could it be then that there's maybe there's certain Celtic players that are thinking, you know what, we've just done Liverpool and we're only two games away from the, the final. The final, and we haven't actually talked about the second leg, have we? No, we're going to get to that in a second. Okay, let's get to it now. <laughs> um, so, my favourite game of the entire run. Yeah. Um, I, I think... I, I've always been a massive fan of English football, right? All, through my whole life. And I've always had this chip on my shoulder about us. any Not just us as in Celtic, Scottish football teams. I'm so proud and I love Scottish football so much. Exception of them, right? But... You always want the Scottish teams to do well. When it comes to Celtic in Europe, um, drawing an English team makes my heart sink because I'm like, we're going to face the same old bullshit. Your shit, your league's rubbish. The players aren't very good, and blah 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 blah. So, this game was pure brilliant. By the way, it was just it was the brilliant. <coughs> it was the. Peak 
game of the entire run. Yes. Because of the performance, because of the the, the expectation, because yes. of the goals, and because of what it meant and where we went to after it was, it was it was it. it it was a highlight of the season for me. Um, Is it where would you put it? Where would you rank it? Right, we've had more important results in terms of not not more important results. We've no, because well, we've had bigger results in terms of beating bigger established. Yeah, yeah we've, we've had bigger more, results in and better games, ha- and we have had more important results as well. Because yeah, the the semi final results are more important than the quarter final yeah. ones, obviously. Like, but, so, for example, we we did a podcast where we did this next season, right? And yeah. we put we put Bar- we no- we didn't just defeat Barcelona in a one off game. We knocked Barcelona out of Europe. Yeah, that to me, and people don't talk enough about the fact we knocked them out of Europe. It wasn't a one nil. It wasn't a two one. The group game was incredible, but we knocked them out of Europe in two thousand and four, right? Yeah, I'd still put this ahead of that. Um. Yes, because of what came after it. Now, because yeah. I remember beating Barcelona and then we get Villarreal the next season and that obviously didn't work out that way, but if we had went on another run further than that, then the Barcelona game would have probably the been... Significance the significance of it. Yeah, goal. I guess so. but this, But this game, this game was, again, the expectation levels, everything mixed into one to go down there and do that, do what we did. Thompson's free kick, the wall mm-hmm. jumped over it, very clever, fantastic. Is that the first time you've ever seen that happen? No. Seen no? i seen it a couple first of times. First time you saw it? I couldn't remember it beforehand, of, of the wall jumping and the player just sliding it underneath it. Jeremy Callister, we used to do it quite a bit. Yeah, well, he did. I, did. Just, I just genuinely couldn't remember seeing it, and I was, I was really, really shocked because of it. Because I thought it was... We were so, all shocked, Keith. <laughs> I, but, no, but just genuinely, well, but a few guys have seen it before, but I, I, I was going, what? Brilliant. Yeah. Because every free kick's always over around. Yeah. No, no, I mean, that's that's the thing. It so was really clever. We should, should, we should lay out what exactly happened. Um, nil-nil, we get a free kick. Alan Thompson steps up. The wall jumps. And he he doesn't even necessarily hit it. He sort of rolls it mm-hmm. um, so intelligently. Um, brackets, it's com- coming out of this for a second, Kevin, and I'm going to ask you this directly. Alan Thompson, is he an underrated Celtic player? Because we always so, talk, we always talk about Hearts and Larson Sutton, and we always talk about Mialbi, and we well, always talk about Lambert and Lennon. I turned around and said about my the, the sort of five game winners earlier on, and I included him within those five game winners. So he, to me, look in that period of time he was with Celtic, he was excellent for us. He was, he genuinely was, he was excellent, I, I, absolutely. So Manny, would you agree, disagree? Thoughts on Thompson? Thompson? Yeah, um, Jackie's slightly underrated, perhaps, and and the. In the area he played, um, there was bigger and better players than him, and I, I think yeah. he's he's probably uh, overlooked a little bit. He's, he's, he's overlooked a little bit, I... but his delivery um, was so consistently good. I think what probably lowered his stock a wee bit more was the as he tapered off. You know, when he when he, in it later in, the, in his Celtic career, I think some people. Forget lo- the good times. I think if people get worse as, as they go on, they, they, it kind of affects their overall memory of the player. That, that, Someone like Larson, who left on his own terms and was lauded. Sutton petered out as well a yep. wee bit, you know. I think can, that can affects I, Can it. I jump in for a second? I think a lot of this team, other than Larson, kind of their decline was quite rapid. From Petrov would have been still with the same as last. Pe- no, no, th- there are obviously exceptions, uh-huh. but like Mialbi kind of got and got crocked and then just kind of slinked out away to Levante. Um, Sutton went down to uh, 
Birmingham. Uh, then he joined Villa after Villa. that, weirdly. Um, Hartson. What was I thought it was Birmingham, maybe? Oh, well, no, he Villa. went to oh, I, from Birmingham. No, he went to Birmingham first, first, and then he went to Villa. Who did? Sutton. I'm surprised as well, but he did. I checked that literally the other day. Um, Kev was right. Um, a lot of them just kind of. The UEFA Cup heroes just kind of. Went out the back door with the exception of Larson and Petrov. Uh, it's just a just a shame in a lot of ways. Anyway, we go down to Liverpool. How did Rab Douglas's career progress after that? Uh, no great, to be honest. He played well in this game. He made two brilliant saves. He made an excellent save from Gerard, and he made a really good save from from Heskey as well. Um, going into the game before before it kicks off, Kev, how are you feeling? That would have been because that's that's a glamour tie. Going to Anfield is. Is the big one out of them all? So for 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 speaking about the the games beforehand, saying about not rating Blackburn at all, and then speaking about the sort of mystique that Celtic Vigo had because didn't know too much about them. Um, Stuttgart, a, a known name, but not the biggest of names. Yeah, without any disrespect from, but certainly they're not. You wouldn't class them as one of the bigger um, German teams. But but Liverpool are a big team and we've had discussions before about how you define a big team yeah and Liverpool is somebody who I define as a big team oh they're one of the yeah. four um, so if you were speaking about your two English if you were to name I, I, I would class Liverpool above anything that's in London I think Liverpool are the biggest club in in, in the UK I'd, well I'm just I think man you've got that title to be truthful with you if you take all yeah but I just I just think there's 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 a difference there's, between there's the Liverpool's and the for, for whatever reason, Liverpool have had their, their disasters, but Man's, Man United's disaster seems to glorify them a bit because of what it was involved in. So they've got that sort of sadness and history behind them, mm-hmm. whereas Liverpool don't have it because of the differences yeah. behind it. Um, but I, Liverpool was the one that defined... Liverpool are, Liverpool are bigger than Porto. Oh, yeah. So Liverpool were the big one out of all that. Um, and going to Anfield yeah, so is, is we big. Went, we went down to Anfield. Um, it was a, a kind of bitty game. Um, Liverpool Celtic set up. Liverpool didn't have to do anything because obviously they their way leg at the way the way a goal. Um, Celtic take the lead, and it kind of knocks the stuffing out of Liverpool a little bit. Um, I think then Celtic start to be like, I fucking do you know what I mean? Do you know who we are? And start to really start to force the thingy. Larson misses a good... Hartson misses a fucking sitter at 1-0 to Celtic that really would have unbelievably put them in their place. Um, and then... He might you know, make up for it later on. He did a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, there's a chance for, for Heskey. Douglas makes a great save. Um, the chance for Larson. Kind of... It, it, it's not end-to-end, but it, chances happen at both ends. And then there's a situation where the ball breaks to John Hartson. He drops his shoulder, moves the ball out. To his left, isn't it? It's right. It has right. 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 And he he hits the shot that just goes straight into the corner. And I've I've celebrated a lot of goals for Celtic, right? I've 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 celebrated like we all have. I don't know if I've celebrated as much Where were you? with that goal. I was in the house, I think. Where did you watch it? I can't remember. I watched it in the house. Um, I think. Yeah, I watched it in the house. I'm pretty sure my dad and... Well, you you might have been there. Uh-huh. You and Carl might have been there. Um, and as the ball hit the net, John Hartson's running with a massive erection. 
um, which is clear from every angle. Um, and you, it's just no, it's like you could, it's not even like it's just. It's that was his team, though, wasn't it? Liverpool was, was his team. Uh, Liverpool yeah, was his yeah. team. Yeah. And and just that was it. We're in a European Cup semi final. Yeah, a European Cup semi final, not the European Cup semi final, uh-huh. but we're in a European Cup semi final. Um, and I remember just looking at my dad and seeing like. Because he would have been, see the thing is with your dad, your dad's been through it. Yeah. Your dad's and, been through it twice. And But he well, never... Th- no, three times he would have been through it. Yeah, of course. So yeah, he would have been. But you, you, you just look at, like, I'm sure your dad was the same, I'm sure your dad was the same. It's like, we never thought we'd get here again. Mm. And just, like, I, I think there was part of my dad and probably part of all of our dads who were like, uh, that's what, like, now you know how it feels. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like, you, you finally understand what it's like to be... Good in Europe. Well, welcome to the club. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, what, where did you watch it yourself, Chris? Uh, from the Stuttgart game on, I watched all the away legs and Heritage. So I was in there. Place exploded when Harson uh, scored. And that's why I'm think I thought we were in the Beechwood because the semi were in the Beechwood. Uh, are we? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. We maybe we. I remember. I don't remember semi. So I'm guessing we were in the Beechwood. I don't remember. And that's how I thought the Liverpool game. We definitely weren't. We watched the Villarreal in the Beechwood as well. The season after mm-hmm. we get gubbed. It was awful. We drank tequila. It's good. Makes you forget. Um. So again, at this point, you're thinking to yourself, okay. In fact, let me um t- tally up where we are. So we are now at the end of this month. We are. Out of the League Cup, we're out of the Scottish Cup. This was sounding so good earlier when we started, Chris. <laughs> yeah. So we're out of the League Cup, we're out of the Scottish Cup. See spoiler alerts that we've not told everybody about? <laughs> but we're out of the League Cup, we're out of the it's Scottish Cup. It's going to be Scottish a real uh, nail-biter at home <laughs> for listeners. And you also know that in those days, when you're knocked out, you're essentially handing it to Rangers. I can't wait. There's guys in the bus on the pot listening to this, going, ah, fucking, I've got 10 minutes before I go to work. Why don't this season finishes? No one have went... Uh, So the end of March, uh, we're in the semi-finals of the UEFA Cup, which is sensational. Um, End of March, league-wise, we are, crikey, we are six points behind Rangers. We do have a game in hand, um, but as we said before, it's all about getting the points on the board. Goal difference-wise, they've got 58, they're plus 58, and we're plus 54, so we're, it's very tight at this point. Um, So... The semi-finalists for the UEFA Cup, Boa Vista, Glasgow them. Celtic, Porto, Lazio. Lazio. That's right, so I remember, I remember sitting with the draw and thinking, um, in my head I was like, well Lazio are going to win this. If we get, I remember thinking, we got to the semi-final, we'll get Lazio, they'll put us out, it'll be amazing the fact that we've got to the semi-final, terrific. But then, we get Boa Vista! Yes. Because it was a big thing. The, the the press wanted it to be Boa Vista and Porto. Because they were uh, both yeah. from Porto. Uh, Boa Vista so from Porto. Same, yeah, it's same, yeah, no, it's the same city. Yeah. Aye, aye. So they were, it was a big thing about guaranteeing that it would be there. For, yeah, no, 100% right. Um, so we draw Porto. Kevin, initial thoughts on Porto? Uh, uh, sorry, Boa Vista. Boa Vista, thoughts? Who? Again. Who, who Chris, are they? thoughts? Delighted. Out of the three... Oh yeah, on. I thought, yep, they're the ones that we can beat. Uh, I, I was aware of Pola Vista, but I certainly was aware of Lazio and, and, and Porto. I remember speaking about Porto um, 
to a, a guy I was at university at the time and he fancied himself as a bit of a maric. <laughs> uh, broad knowledge of the European game and he, it was at that point where he said oh, Jose Mourinho is the manager of Porto uh, and they will I reckon they will have the beating of Lazio and me being an Italian football, Italian football fanboy dismissed it out of hand sorry um, dick aye, pretty much aye. Um, so delighted to have got them uh, because I thought I, I, Obviously, perceived them to be the weakest of the three, which they probably were. Yeah. But um, the weakest of the four, um, including uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, with, with the with the Port uh, team, you look at it. So, with all these teams, even if we didn't know them um, at the time, looking back, you can say, well, that was a player. That was a player yeah, I knew game. of him. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, Kevin Carangi, Stuttgart. Uh, yep. You know, we yep. knew the Liverpool club. Yeah, absolutely. Even looking at the Boavista team now. Still nothing. Uh, other than Ricardo, who's that asshole goalkeeper? Um, the hairdresser. Uh, Basingua. Josie Basingua. He played, played for Chelsea. Um, he was there. Um, he didn't get off the bench. Uh, aye, so it was very much again a, a case of aye, the, un- <coughs> the unknown, Kev. Mm-hmm. The unknown. Uh, so we're we're drawn with we're drawn with Bovi. So let me t- talk you through um, April. So. April, we would have had, and again, this is a fucking pain in the arse. Uh, Bovista's on the Thursday, the 10th of April. So we've got we've get Dundee, so we come back from that, you know, week and, week and a half off, almost two weeks, uh, and we draw with Dundee, which is going to obviously dent our title hopes um, because Rangers are just fucking relentless. Um, then we've got Boavista on the Thursday, uh, Kelly, Hearts, Boavista on the, the Thursday, the 24th, and then three days later, we've got Rangers. Mm hmm. Um, and that should have been the game honestly. anyway yeah. so domestically drawn one each is not great then we beat Hearts we beat Kilmarnock and shit we lose to Hearts don't remember that 19th of April uh, Neil McCann scores in the 90th minute not Neil McCann it can't be Neil McCann but um, McCann Gavin Austin McCann. McCann. No, Gavin McCann played for Austin Sunday. McCann. Austin McCann, that's who it was. I remember is that, that game now, Is that yep. a long-range shot? I think it might be. It's I, a long-range shot yeah. uh, from their, close to their dugout, is it not? I think it may be a little bit further in. I remember being in Kieran Harron's house, um, steaming, because we'd, we'd lost that. Um, that's, well, that's completely flooded back, that's weird. So, essentially, this is April. You could say April's where... We can it can it cost us overall? It's all it's all really really intense now. It's, it, looking back now, you can't do it. You never do this at the time as a Celtic fan. You never you never buy into the the reasonable <laughs> the, the the valid reasons why we might drop points. Right, you never really do as a Celtic fan. But the run of games and the intensity of fixtures that were coming our way that season, it's inevitable that it, it was going to catch up. Um, and it's funny how you mentioned that Hearts game. I do remember. I remember it clearly. I remember. The I remember. Now, now that Kevin said it was a long ranger, I am sure it is. I don't uh, think I watched the game at the time, but I remember checking the scores uh, on my mobile phone or whatever, or waiting, getting text updates, whatever it was, and just waiting. Teletext waiting, on the telly. And waiting. It was oh, teletext magic. That C fax action. Four oh one. I remember um, just waiting. Gossip. That's going to change. That score's going to change. That score's going to change, and then it didn't. Um, yeah. 
Aye, you could say. I mean, they're so because of the way they get the league finishes and how close it is. You could point to dozens of games uh, yeah, yeah, where know. we lost the league. You know, um, so that was. But this this also harks into the idea of just kind of running on empty. Yeah, yeah, you know, this. Yeah. It's, a, it's an over. Though, you're you're saying running empty there, but then we have two big massive games we don't know yeah no we have three massive games so, because in this month we beat uh, we draw with Boavista we qualify for the final we all know that we'll talk through those games in a moment but then we beat Rangers Beach Ball Sunday Beach Ball Sunday famously yes um, yeah so let, let's talk about Boavista so the first game we, again we, we were all at this game this is fucking horrible terrible game yeah just a really horrible game did we miss a penalty uh, did Larson miss a penalty I think he might have um, let me just get that. Um, but talk me through your kind of thoughts coming into this game. Uh, you go, Kevin. Oh, no, at, at this one, this is the one where I've actually realised that I could be in Spain at the time of the final because I've I've got my holiday booked at this point. Yeah, and it's all sort of there's a, there's a massive level of excitement bound with me and and thinking, okay, this is might not get to go to the final, but just being in Spain when it's all happening and knowing where I was based in Spain at the time, it was really, really, really exciting. And the game itself, this is when the sort of the snobbery all came in. I know Samani said that he knew about Vista, but I didn't. So I, the, I'm not going to say it was a walkover, because if it's a semi-final of the UEFA Cup, it's not a walkover. But you're thinking... Jeez, look at what we've done. Look at who we've bet already. Look at where we've had to go. You've we've had, earned this. You've had two battles. If you forget the first game, yeah. it, if you forget that game, every game's bloody tough because you've done two battles of Britain. You've, Germany. You've went to Germany and you've went to Spain. So the, it's tough ones. We spoke about uh, a, couple of, a couple of seasons ago when we had um, Man City... Mentioned Gladbach and and um, Barcelona. Barcelona. So Germany, Spain, and England. It's the three toughest leagues you can come up against. Well, we did that in this in this run. Yeah. So it was it was tough for us. We were we we were coming up against teams. We were we punched. We were punching above our weight. We were coming up against bigger teams than us. Absolutely. But then you get to the semi final, and all of a sudden you're like, "This, this is, is the one we should win." This, yeah. This yeah. is the yeah, one yeah. where. I would maybe put us as favourites. Yeah, that, that was. Because of who we've beaten in mm-hmm. the past. Uh, and then Valharan scores an own goal. Yep. Yes. Um, um, disastrous. Awful. Just yeah. Really. I remember being in the stadium and the whole stadium just went, oh, oh fuck. fuck. Not this yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, Not, my God. Please don't let it be this way. Everyone just kind of thingy. And you could see the Boavi. And then Boavista were just really snidey, really you know, like six at the bat, and fair play. But why, we, we, why, you do, we why, why wouldn't they be? Of course. We went straight up the park and equalised, though, did we not? Um, I think we did, we. It was right away. I'm sure it was. They, they, they score, uh, Volharen slices, sorry, Volharen slices into the net, and then we mm-hmm. we go right back up the park and we score. And we do, we do, um, we do have a penalty later on. It's amazing how, Everything just clicks back. back I, did, I, I was telling you before; it just—it's unbelievable. Keeper saves it. Keeper saves it. Ricardo saves Ricardo it. Ricardo yeah. saves it, um, and that's a wee bit later on in the game. And this is also the game where Lennon get booed from. Da- yeah, talk about that. Um, Lennon again. I think this is typical of. Do you remember this? Typical of British football. 
Lennon was retaining possession. Now, Lennon was, well, that was Lennon's game. Really? I think at the time it was one each and we were looking to kind of capitalise on going forward, you know, to try and, and, and take an advantage into the second leg. And Lennon was doing what Lennon does. He keeps the ball well and he was passing the ball side to side and the crowd started booing him. Booing him? And mm-hmm. you're, you, UEFA Cup semi-final, faithful through and through. It wasn't all the crowd, but there was a number it of the crowd. It was a large section of the but crowd, let, though, I, rem- not... I remember a Neil coming out, speaking about it after the game, talking about how disgraceful it was, and, and in hindsight, it absolutely was. But the tension was palpable amongst the fans. We were so close to something that we hadn't experienced. And a generation? For, yes, for 33, for, years, for 33 yeah. years. So that was, I can... I, Maybe it doesn't excuse it, but I can understand it. Precisely. Um, I don't know, man. Boone, no, I I understand where he's he's come from. It's 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 not. It's just the tension. Yeah. It's the it's it's wrong, but it's just it's there. It's, it's, it's frustration. It's there, yeah, and you can touch enough. it. You can get and it. When we're, when we're trying to gain an advantage, but it's wrong and it shouldn't have happened. But that that whole tie was fraught with nervousness. Um, and you could see that, I think, in the performance. I think when Larson misses the penalty, people were like, oh, fuck. I think we might have blown this side. You see, the thing I see, if it, was, if it wasn't Boa Vista that was in the semi, if Boa Vista had been one of the earlier ones and you had maybe a Stuttgart or a Liverpool in yeah. the semi and you're thinking, well, we, we have got this far, but now we've, we've peaked and we've, we've got here and um, you know what? Let, let's not let this run away from us or whatever. But because... For me, not knowing who Boavista were, I'm I'm not saying that I, I can't remember if I was one of the ones that booed. I don't think it would be because you know you were not I don't think I've ever did that. We turned round and, we're and just like, and literally shout. There was a bunch of people turned around like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Uh, yeah, yeah, because that that just turns the fans on each other a bit as well. Yeah, but I understand why because it's you're turning around going it's it's now actually within touching distance. Yeah, yeah, we do have this in our destiny to make this actually work. And um, and without without football intelligence, because that's what it is, where it's well, it's probably came from the start, the 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 dugout. You know what? Let's just settle this down. Let's walk out here one each. Yeah. And we'll regroup, and we'll do it again. What the thing I remember most about but that? Don't get beat two one. Aye. The thing I remember most about that game is uh, Boa Vista. Just as soon as they get that goal. Fucking Jumped reverted up. back yeah, into their thingy, yeah. kind of like Liverpool in a way, but more, but more just cynically, cynically, yeah. yeah. And they, 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 were able to comp- they were able to control periods of the game. Liverpool, whereas as Boavista had to defend, it was, yeah, it was wave after it. wave of attack. We were just quite. Uh, Is Boavista the keeper that you abused for the whole night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, it's, <laughs> it's it scum. wasn't. It was because there was a TV program on, and there was a. It was something the TV. There was it was something about hairdressers, and the the guy on that was called Ricardo. And you gave this guy abuse the whole night, but only individual people got the joke. All oh, right, yeah. So there's there's like you're shouting abuse at him, but there's only a giggle from there, and a wee sort of guy looking back going, "Yeah, <laughs> I get that, I get that." Whereas us three got it. Yeah, totally. And um, there was nothing else, but obviously the guy's Portuguese, he's just like, but it's one of those causes where we sat. He, he you would turn round, if you give him the game, the he could turn round and look at t- you. But especially if it was one of those ones, if the ball went past the keeper's left hand post and he went to get it, he would be facing us so we could give him that direct <laughs> abuse. Uh, so essentially, 
the key game because the final takes care of itself no matter what is the second leg guys sitting on the edge of chair just now going I want to hear about the final um, sitting on it's really tense think of, uh, finding out about the semi-final second leg if you know there's a final but anyway I digress I, but in terms of at the time the timeline of what, what happened the semi second leg of the semi-final is the key game the thing about that is Celtic fans always, always, always travel in numbers but their ground was tiny mm-hmm. so I remember I didn't go away with Celtic that season uh, away in Europe but the um, it was the, the smallest out of them all. It was, it was small near yeah, the park. It was really, really small. The allocation was next to nothing, so it was only like a, a select group and of fans that got to go. And I remember seeing that the away support being quite small. The game itself, tense, tense. They awful. They it was an it was an awful, awful game. They thought they had the job done, sort of thing. Blah blah blah. So that's the way it was. It basically comes down to the moment of. St- the, the moment I've probably the, the biggest celebration I've had as a Celtic fan mm-hmm. uh, in my entire time watching it as a spectacle the game was terrible but that sclaffed finish from Larson just was pure euphoria Un- unbelievable I mean you talk about the moments during it and the performances and stuff like that that precise moment where, 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 where he puts it in that is the only thing that mattered and it was Unbelievable. I still watch that occasionally, right? Um, as I'm tend to do when I'm smashed at my face, watching stuff on YouTube. And see, <laughs> sometimes I f- I'm scared. Like you're watching the, the build up the clip, and I'm still scared that it's not going to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it was <laughs> it, it, just like oh, just you know, what I mean, because it, the keeper should probably save it. Mm. Just it's it, maybe it's the sclaff, as you say, that kind of bounces it away from him. But when that went in. <coughs> the euphoria the euphoria everything everything about it was just unbelievable um i mean that that team let me talk you through that team that team had um guys like uh jamie smith um Actually, Jamie Smith is the only one out of that who came he came on the 75th minute so it was douglas valharan but they, he went back three with that this one, mm. so he went. Valhar and Baldy Mialbi went back to what he knew. Mm-hmm. Um, Agat Thompson was your two wing backs. Lennon, Petrov, Lambert, uh, Larson, and Hartson. So Sutton came on as a sub uh, for for um, thingy attendance eleven thousand. That's shocking. Yeah, it? it was it was it was a really a really tiny ground. I definitely remember that. But we scored. Um, there. And we got through. The, the euphoria, as you say, euphoria is the, the, the perfect word. And as I said, the final takes care of itself. It's a one-off game. Whatever happens in it, happens in it. It's fine. But it's the semi-final that is the kind of... Yeah. That second leg, you just need to get over that line. Because no one ever remembers semi-finalists. No. Ever, no. right? But, you know, finalists, you can talk about member the final between X and Y. You can look through history, X and Y. We lost in 1970, but it was still Celtic versus Feyenoord. Do you know what I mean? You're you're part of history. No one cares, remembers anything about semi-finalists. And so... It's, but it's just... It's when the goal goes in. So would you have been in Heritage at that point then as well? Yeah. And we were in yeah. the Beachwood. But we were. I think we were split up when the goal comes in. I don't necessarily think we were together because the Beachwood was so busy... Yeah, it was rammed. And it was the one time that my dad came to the Beachwood with us. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah, of course. So that's why we were split up at that point, because I think I'm going to hand it at... My dad was in a different bit to where we were, and I went to give him a drink in 
when the goal gets scored. And it's the first time I've ever sort of seen my like, my dad would celebrate a goal, but he would never do it like sort of stupidly. Yeah. He would never sort of jump on top of someday. He would he would he would celebrate, he would give you a hug, and he'd be ah, this is dynamite. But there was people of a, an older generation to us responding exactly the same way as we were. Mm-hmm. Like, we were like, following like giddy kids falling over each other just to go back to there when they were nineteen. Didn't care about the table in front of you or the person beside you. You just had to grab somebody and just go absolutely ballistic. So you did. We, we just the whole place just erupted. So we're in April and it's the we're in the UEFA Cup final. It's for people who weren't around or don't remember it. Like I can't. I, it's an unbelievable feeling. It's something that is just football fever. Exactly. Um, but then that was on the Thursday and on the Sunday we've got Rangers. You guys watched the highlights. Talk me through that game because I didn't watch them. Um, it was uh, again. Running in fumes by this point, Celtic fans turn up. Uh, and the the broom loan is just essentially Lilo's beach balls, beach ball Sunday. It's called. Uh, it's just a chaos. The songs that came from it are unbelievable. You we'll be, you'll be watching the bill when we're in it's Seville. Places just going absolutely nuts. Um, phenomenal. Um, it was just a total party atmosphere. Um, the game gets stopped. The amount of stuff that was mm-hmm. getting <laughs> That's right, yeah. the beach balls. Um, and this was a must-win game because we know about the consistency of Rangers at this point. Um, and we do it. Um, Who scores? Thompson, penalty. Uh, Hartson and De Boer scored for Rangers. Um, that The result was really important that day and especially because um, when Rangers reached the UEFA Cup final in 2008, all the talks about how the league could have done more for them and stuff like that. We got off the plane... On Thursday night, and had to play against Rangers um, on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know, there was nothing done in order to kind of help Scottish teams in Europe. So, the fact that we went there, got that result, and the atmosphere, the party atmosphere, was just—it was created. It's that atmosphere so, going to be? It will never be recreated. It can be. We tried. We tried to do it the next season. Uh-huh. We tried to do it. I think when it was Villarreal, we brought the beach balls back, and, it, and it, it was fun. But it, it wasn't it's as it wasn't as good as that. That was unbelievable. Um, it's just it, there's just that period where we, where we qualify and we play them in that space. Uh, it it just felt so good to be a Celtic fan. But it was it was it was so when you when you qualify against Boa Vista and then you're back into work the next day. Yeah, knowing what's happening on the Sunday, that's when you start hearing the songs. Yeah, that's when there's people in your work start coming up with one liners. Because like, it's like you say, you'll be watching the ball when we're in Seville, but there was th- that... Cashing your gyros while we're on our lilos. Aye. Right? It, I mean, there was... It just... <laughs> it, there was another verse getting added on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this is before Twitter was, would spread that news. Yeah. It, it, it was just... There would be there was just people who were coming up with it, and then, obviously, in, in one workplace, somebody was coming up with the same thing as somebody else in another workplace, yeah. but it just spread... And spread and spread and spread and spread, and it got it just it, there was euphoria because it, it was just yeah. the, it was the best the bestest of bestest feelings, and that's where the season peaked. Unfortunately, yes, yes. yes. Did you think we were going to win? Do the double? Fuck I, <laughs> Chris. I'm never ever that confident. I, <laughs> 
I'm I'm not confident at the start of every season. I think we can win the Ryder Cup, but <laughs> it's it's genuinely at that particular point, being a Celtic supporter for me had never been better. Yeah, yeah. and I, and and I think at the time, okay, you don't never want to lose the league. You never want to lose a trophy. You never want to give ground. But I said you can have the lot. Aye, if we win the UEFA Cup. Yep. Yeah. Um. So at the end of April, we were. Six points, five, five, sorry, five points, five points behind Rangers. Rangers were top, played 34 games, um, points 87. Their goal difference was plus 62. We were second with played 33 games, goal difference of 56. So they've got six six goals over us and uh, 82 points. So we're five points behind with a game in hand. Um, we then dispatch Dunfermline 4-1. Is that our game in hand then? Yeah, that would right. be. Then we went 4 0 against Motherwell away. Um we beat Hearts 1 0 at home. Um then we take on Dundee. This is the Wednesday before the UEFA Cup final. We defeat Hearts 1 0 at home, which is disappointing. We dispatched Dundee 6 2. I remember mm. that. That's the game. That's the last game before the final, isn't it? That's the last game before the final. Um, we're going to have to talk about it. I don't particularly want to talk about it. Um, but the UEFA Cup final. Okay, so I um, so it all affected us. The UEFA Cup final. Um, I think we're probably best talking about three Celtic fans in a room talking about the UEFA Cup final who weren't there. Which is very rare. Yeah, very rare. Because the amount of the amount of fans <laughs> that travelled was was unbelievable. Um, I, I mean, you hear all these reports, but apparently it was like hundred thousand. when you see the pictures, it can't be too far away from it, right? Tens of thousands, but you know, no, because there's tens of thousands in the ground. Yeah, so yeah. There is. So there's tens of thousands in the ground, but there's there's people that have tra- that travelled that were in Spain. On holiday, that then made their way to Seville, yeah, and just went to the city, yeah, because they just wanted to be in the city involved in it. Um, but you see it because if you remember the when the gate before the game kicks off, but when the TV coverage has started, and you're seeing throughout the whole the, the whole stadium, yeah, it's Celtic scarfs and flags everywhere. So it is they've all got in there early, and you see it throughout. And there was I I know like I remember. And the, let's say in the Monday or the Tuesday, the mo- probably it must be the Monday of the, 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 the start of that week, that there's people in your work that you're going up giving hugs because they're going to the game. Yeah. And you're, you're sort of trying to dip their pocket and take their their ticket from them. And, and you're sort of, it's, it's not even people you necessarily regard as the best as the friends in any way, but you're just jealous as yeah. hell. And you just want a wee bit of what they've got to rub off in you, because they're going and you're not. So, with Seville, um, the build-up for me, I think for all of us, uh, as soon as we were in the semi-final, you were like, right, who have we got? So, the, the, the semi-final was Porto and Lazio. We all probably assumed that Lazio would get through, because, you know, that's your kind of way of thinking. At that point, still, Italian football was the best in the world, etc. Um, Porto go through. And there's a young manager in charge of them, Jose Mourinho. Again, still, even after this game, we, we, we don't really know that much. Mourinho doesn't really break through until the season afterwards when, obviously, when... I mean, that's an amazing achievement. 
winning the UEFA Cup and then winning the Champions League two years later. <coughs> Highlights what we're up against as well. It really does. With a very similar team. Yeah, yeah. Team, yeah. Wa- team wasn't massively different. No, no, not at all. Because um, it's not until after the Champions League that they break up. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going into this match and uh, what are you thinking? Truthfully, I would say we've got a chance because it's a one-off game. Right, like it. So it's a, it's a one-off game, it's, yeah, and we just have to see how it goes. It's a what one-off. Think- yeah. Hold on a minute, though. What are you thinking, though? What I'm thinking, personally, what I was thinking was I wanted to be there. So my overall riding thing was I just wanted to be part of the experience. So the the hundred thousand or the fifty thousand or the eighty thousand that was there, at least we didn't go and embarrass ourselves and smash up a fucking city. But who did that? Oh, <laughs> the, other people have done that in the past, <laughs> but we didn't. We Listen, went. They're as bad as each other, apparently. Anyway, we sorry. went and we get celebrated for what we did. And we get lauded for what we did. But I, out of everything, I would have, I'd have loved to have been there. There was, there was so many people that would have said, "I can get you a ticket." That never came through with it. Yeah. That, that that built you up and said, "Look." If you, if you could wait until such and such, and you're like, well, you can't, eh? there's, there's things that have to be done. I was going on holiday on the, th- on the Thursday and trying to swap my dates with the travel agent. The travel agent's like, why? Because everybody from Glasgow's going out on the Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Why do I want to take somebody who's going out on the Thursday and put you into a Monday and Tuesday? I was doing everything. But that's, it would have meant so much to have been involved in it at that bit. Yeah, I um I went looking the day after the semi final. I went looking at um, flights and stuff, and they were ridiculous. I love the way that there was the 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 way that it wasn't. You didn't just look at whatever the nearest airport to Seville was, though. No, no, you'd I have yeah. you'd have looked into going Every, into everything. You'd yeah. probably even looked to get into France and then driving down and stuff like that. There was that thing about it where you just wanted to make sure that wh- however you could have got there. Make it work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was a student at the time, so I was really skint as well. And you know that way, even you, you, my parents were like, we'll give you money, but you're like, well, you're, you're not really going to give me 500 quid for a fucking flight. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't ask for that. So uh, uh, plenty of people got there. I mean, it looked terrific. The pictures are terrific. The game itself. Yeah. The game itself. And this is the question I was going to ask you earlier. I wrote it down so I'd remember. Good. Um... John Hartson doesn't play in this game. Um, we've been playing, we've been going back and forth with Lambert in midfield to Sutton in midfield. Um, the semi-final, the, the most recent game, we had Lambert and Sutton came on as a as a sub. Um, Jose Mourinho said in his autobiography um, that the thing he feared most was John Hartson because he couldn't teach his defenders how to defend against essentially brute force um, before we get break down the game a little bit would Hartson have been the difference maker? No No? No We lost that game through our well established deficiencies at the in back defense, yeah. and Larson if he, if he the one thing he feared was John Hartson then what does he think of Henrik Larson that's a fair point. my, my whole, my I whole that's a typical where you know statement after the fact aye, aye. And, and, yeah, sounds, and, and again I'm just reporting the facts mm-hmm. I, I I yeah right you're talking about breaking down the game right it's weird talking about this what it kind of brings back up in your head now very briefly on what Kevin said there 
See if we'd won that, it would have been one of the biggest regrets of my life not going. Okay, yeah. I had a, a university exam the next day, and I was thinking I'd just ignoring it and stuff like that. But in the end, I didn't. Right? I don't have any regrets now, even though I imagine it was stunning because we didn't win it. Because the whole thing just completely and utterly drained, drained you watching it. Um, <sighs> That's a great phrase. It did drain you. It, 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 it did. It, it absolutely sucked everything out of you, didn't it? It was. It did. And, and and I mean, what two things that really upset me about it? The Celtic fans never got what they deserved. And Henry and the Larson. Are dick. Well, see, even the play acting and the way that they he and all that. Right. I still, I still think if I look at it overall, they were the better side. They are a better side, but. Henrik Larsson was hands down the, the best player in that park. He was absolutely unbelievable, and the Celtic fans deserved it just for the the, the, the way they went numbers and the way they supported the team. My regret is the fans didn't get it, and Henrik Larsson never got it. But it's just even talking about it now, it's just I've never watched that From game. From memory, back. I don't I've never think neither have I. I don't think the referee gets another big European game afterwards. Okay, I, I I don't know if this is just one of these urban myths that have grown and grown and grown, but it's something that stuck with me that the ref doesn't get a big European game again because it's felt that he because he, he was he was a very young referee. Yeah, I think he he went, he did go on to be the 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 sort of the the chairman of. His because he it's either Slovakian or Slovenian. I'm sure it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, Slovakian. Slovakian. So I think he goes on to become the chairman of their referee association. So that's the sort of where he where he gets to. But I don't think UEFA give him a, a, a another massive. Yeah. I, I'm not saying he didn't. He, I'm not saying he retires after this in any way. But I don't think he gets a big massive European game. He certainly doesn't get like a semi or a final ever again. So let me break down. I'll, I'll talk through the teams first. So we line up with Robert Douglas, Husval Haran, Boba Baldi, Johan Mialbi. Which is what you'd have wanted. Yeah. Didier Gatt and Alan Thompson are your wing-backs. Yeah. So no, cho- no argument there. Paul Lambert, Neil Lennon and Stylian Petrov. It's our best ever team that we've seen in the contemporary times. Yeah. I, if, if someone turned around to me and says, um, I want you outside of the Lisbon Lions, right? Now, I'm ov- obviously... I don't know, but I, I don't know as much about the teams in the seventies and you know the eighties and how great they were. I'm sure they were terrific, but contemporary times. But it was the best team we could have put out at that time, though. It's the best team we've would ever put out, like since from two thousand onwards. That team smashes every one of our teams we have. That's our best team as a collective eleven. Aye, yeah. there's there's, there's, other, there's, there's individuals you can put in to make it better. Absolutely. Yeah. But that team mm-hmm. is by far our right. best team. So we had our best team on the pitch, right? John Hartson was missing, but we talked about balance, we talked about this and that. So I'm going to talk through some of the, the, the you know, Victor Baye. Oh, yeah. Victor Baye. See, this he is... wasn't the only one. Paulo Ferreira, right back, who played for Chelsea, who I actually quite like. George Costa, who was a prick. Ricardo Carvalho, who was a prick. Nuno Valenta, who was a prick. Dimitri Lenichev, very good. Uh, Costinha, piss off. Manish. Manish. Oh, yeah, Manish. Fuck off. But it's where these players then eventually go to as well. Yeah. Deco, Derley, Derley. Nuno Nuno Capuccio. Nuno Capuccio. 
Didn't really go to any big teams after this, no, did he? in fact, his, his career wound, wound down. Um, the fact is, though... So, if you think about it, see, from our Seville team, it's possible, it's only Larson that's went on to bigger and better. Petro, no. Yeah, you're yeah. right, yeah. So, it's so only Petro. Larson that's went on to bigger and better. No whereas, for them, the majority of their teams went on to bigger and better. Chelsea, Barcelona, mm-hmm. European Cup finals, etc. Uh, winning Euros, etc. Um... Their team is full of flair and full of pace and full of um, diving Gene. bastards. Yeah. Uh, our team is rugged, handsome, aggressive, dominant. Uh, essentially what happens though is, and it's the, the tried and tested, we, uh, we're in a cup final and we concede a goal in the 46th minute. You want to go in at half time 0-0? Everything's fine, no problem. We concede a goal just before half time. So you're going into you're going into half time thinking to yourself, bastard. Mm-hmm. Because we've kept them out because they've had chances. Let's not kid on they haven't. They've had you mentioned their deficiencies at the back. They've had chances. But you going to go in one nil 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 would be brilliant. See that that I flip that around a little bit because I think it's better to lose a goal and if. 44th, 45th minute, then it's to lose in the 46th, 47th minute, because the manager's been able to regroup, maybe try and change things, get it into the minds of the players to try and do it, so there's an opportunity, even though it's been scored, for us to be able to do that. And what happens in the 47th minute of the game? Henrik Larsson leaps salmon like a proud salmon. The neck muscles alone. He makes that go in. Like, I know that's going to sound really... Because he headers it. But what I mean is, he puts everything into that. I mean, actually, that might be the second header I'm thinking of. The first header, I think, is just a really great header. So it goes in and we equalise. And you're thinking to yourself, unbelievable. Then, they score again. Literally, so there's one... There's four goals in the, within the space of ten minutes. 47th to the 54th minute. There's there's goals. They take the lead again through... Is it Alenichev? Yeah. Alenichev scores for them. And then three minutes later, the header. Yeah. And I honestly think, right, that Seaman Larson equalises. I think Porto then think to themselves, what do we do now? Mm. Mm. I think Porto then start to question, we just can't be beaten at this point. We're like, no, whatever you, you can do whatever you fucking want. You score again, we'll score again, it's fine. And then the game comes to this weird stalemate where yeah. nothing's really happening, and both teams are kind of like we're we're just gonna we're just gonna go we're just probably gonna go to penalties to be honest. And but then that, that's probably the tiredness of us for a full season, and the game management of Mourinho's teams. Yeah, because we don't know Mourinho at this point, but we now know him. Yeah, and that's exactly what he would do. As you said, there they know that whatever they do, we can match it. So he then kills the game, and he kills the game by cheating. <laughs> time waste. Jenga cheated. Well, time waste is cheating. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, I, I, I just, I, 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 if we were, if, if we were in the same situation, maybe it's two I, each though at this time. Yeah, it's not three two I, at this but, time. That's but, a good point. But so that, that's the difference. No, that's this is point. two each. That's a good point. But. Did we right? Did we lose the game because of that? No, we lost the game because Baldy gets sent off. 
Yes. When we lost the game, when Baldy gets sent off, their tails went up and they realised they're going to have more space in behind. People blame Robert Douglas for us losing the, the, the final. Um, and don't get me wrong, he should have done better. But if Baldy doesn't get sent off, I think it goes to extra time. I, I think, sorry, I think it goes to penalties. I do. I think they threw the kitchen sink at us and we kept hitting them back and they kind of, they didn't really know what to do. Um, and don't get me wrong, they still had chances in that game, but so did we with a couple of decent chances. Um, Baldy gets sent off, their tails go up and we're not recovering from that. Disagree? No, I, I, I agree. Uh, I think... I so just, it's 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 grim, and, and then there's a lot of times there's a lot of things people point at in this, right? For me, the two key things that I point out are Baldy sending off and Douglas for the goal. I I tend I tend to blame Douglas because just watching some of the the howlers they made over that season, I think I think he should have done a lot better, and that was that that was really poor. The a lot of people blame Maloney for the free kick in the last oh, minute as yeah, well. Oh yeah, that was mentioned on one of the podcasts. Now, uh, people not forgiving him for the. La- I, I I didn't not forgive him. I just uh, it was an appalling attempt. It was a it was a it was a waste. Um, but you know, I think ultimately we just quite weren't as good as him. You know, we willed our way through it, but ultimately, Deco Derley in the middle, they, they, they were they were really excellent players. I mean, Deco went on to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I just think, ultimately, they were a bit smarter than us and a bit better than See, us. See, I think it's the, the first one you used there. I think they were smarter. a bit smarter. And I think maybe that maybe. comes from their, their manager. Um, I think their manager was prepared to use dark arts, whereas Martin, he wasn't. <laughs> it's a great turn of well, it is, and, it, and it's it's very very easy. And if 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 you're an English uh, English media commentator, you talk about cheating continental European players or whatever and stuff like that. But they were. I'd love us to have done that and won that game. But yeah. we didn't have. It's not within us. It's, oh well, uh, you would do it if you could. I didn't but we didn't, Chris. Chris did see it to each. We well. I'm asking this without knowing the, the right answer. So, were we time-wasting? Were we rolling about? No. So, which team was then? No, my, my point is, though, what, what the only thing I disagree with with what you said there was, if we could do that to win the UEFA Cup, I would have let us, I would say, yeah, do it. Oh, yeah, but they were doing it without winning yeah. the, yeah, the no, UEFA no, yeah, Cup yeah, at that yeah. point. They were, they, they, were, they, were, they were absolutely called out for it. Wide, I think widely a lot a lot broader than than Celtic fans and the Scottish media. It was they were right. They were broadly when, called when, out when because Victor, it did it did leave a horrible taste in the mouth because I, of the, how they won it. Am I going to attribute those antics to them beating us? I can't. I can't. I'd like to, and I did at the time. But as I've got older and I've I've, I've reflected on it, I think the fact that we had someone like Baldy in midfield and a goalkeeper in, in defence and a goalkeeper like Rob Douglas. Rob Douglas. <laughs> he called him Robert earlier. Robert <laughs> Douglas. That's the reason why. That is, they just weren't good enough. See if you stuck, ah. see if you stuck Arthur Boric Ingles. I say we won that game. So, but those players, we just, we, we said that when you read that team out, as a collective, we said, well, that's the best team you could have hoped for. Yeah. Right? That is. So then, you're getting to pick your best 11 players. <laughs> To play in the biggest team that you've got. Now you said that's your best eleven players. 
um, since possibly 67. Yeah? Or right? 70, I don't know. Aye, aye, but it's just, well, so either or, it's, but you've got, maybe not the best individuals, but the best the best collective that we've got. So we've got our best collective to, to go in there. So I wouldn't say that... Um, He's not going to let it lie. The biggest thing was Douglas <laughs> and Baldy. Look at the pride on his fucking face. The, the genuine, the, big, the biggest thing, and, and it's been shown since 2003, is that you've got a manager that's prepared to go any length to win a game of football. Listen, um, I'm Listen. Not, and that's against the yes. principle of football. Well, he's been showing up now, Mourinho, right? Because yep. he's yesterday's man, and his tactics so. and yeah. his ability. At one point, people would have said he's the best manager in the world, and you can't, you can't really. I mean, the fact that he won the treble with Inter and he, and he won the UEFA Cup and then the, the, the Champions League, fine. But his style of football is now distasteful. Dead. It's dead. It's not working. So, but it was distasteful then. Yes, it's always been distasteful. But it won. This is this is actually quite emotional talking about. Yeah, this. Can, genuinely. Can, can, can I mean, we, he, he basically. Can, can we talk about the, the the last game of the season? Oh yeah. no, wait. Let's <laughs> not talk about the last game of the season because <laughs> that's stuff. just as depressing. I didn't one 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 point. I didn't realize that. Uh, Porto had a man sent off. No, no, Valente gets sent off in the 120th minute. Didn't realise right that. Right at the very end. Right Sorry. at the very end. Uh, just a cut statistical points. Celtic to Porto three total go total shots fifteen from Porto to six from Celtic. Shots on target three to eleven. Ball possession forty four percent to fifty six percent. With five corner kicks each. We committed more fouls than them, <laughs> of course. Uh, no, no. We were given more fouls against us yeah, than they I were, mean, which the, is the, different. The point I was, and that's the difference. The point I was going to make is the thing that genuinely made me sick was uh, the goalkeeper, Baya, when he comes, and I don't know who it is, and he grabs his knee. And rolls. And jumps and rolls for a good minute or two. And then it's like he's been shot, and the, the, the thing he come over to waste time, and he's like that, card, card. And I didn't even know, maybe it was Larson, let's say. didn't even touch him. And you're just like. Whereas you're see, see, fuck up, seeing this man. World Cup. Fuck up. You're seeing. There was a game on last night, and um, the, re- the the goalkeeper did exactly the same. He rolled, and the referee up to him and says, "Go off, then." He just he just he pointed to him. He, he touched him and says, "Go off. If you're injured, go off." And he stood up. Yeah. And that's a good referee. The referee we had, Mikkels something. Yeah. For uh, the life, me. Probably dead by now, but who gives a shit? <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, Lubus Mikel. Lubus Michel. Lubus right. Michel. Um, General's name. Yeah. Referee career. I, so I let's end this on a happy note. Uh, no, what happens the weekend afterwards? So let me just... I want just one word about Seville. One word about the run. The run or the game? The run. That UEFA Cup run from the from the first game against Sedova to the final. I'm going to say two words then. Thank you. You. Wonderful. Beautiful. Genuinely. Mm. Um, it was. It was. It wasn't a happy ending. Mm-hmm. And and dissecting the the final wasn't nice there. And we didn't really dissect it, but you know what I mean. Talking you about you can't you can't dissect it. It, it wasn't nice. I'd, it leaves a bad taste in the mouth. I think what what really annoys me about it is. We went toe to toe with the team that won the Champions League next season. 
We went toe to toe with them, yeah. and we didn't build on that. That that ultimately what annoys me. Well, that's see, that's no see that the the team. It'd be interesting to see the how expensive that team became. See, we all moved on. Mm. I'll I'll do that. So so our so out of our team, Petrov's the only one that goes for any real money. Money, yeah, that's right. So that's eight million, but the others all because we all said about them petering out, kind of petering. Right? Like so they'll they'll be because. Did Johan went to Levante for money, I think? Free. Oh, was that free? That Sorry. Was right. So but so that's possible the Petrov it goes for money. It is. Yet they were getting twenties and twenty fives and so Aye. on and so forth. Ridiculous Barcelona's and stuff. Uh-huh. So we come back from uh, we come back from Seville and it's the final game of the season. And talk me through your thoughts on that just this you come back from Seville and part of you is just like nothing really fucking matters like we've lost this match because I'll make one point the, my final point about Seville is um, like I burst into tears um, and like I'm genuinely heartbroken um, and then I went to get a beer or something and I came in and Big Kieran was in tears um, and then we kind of consoled each other and then later on Marcus was in tears like it, it affected people it affected us in a way it's, it's burned into a heart so to go from that to nothing really matters, everything's fucked, and then you're like, oh, we've, but we've got this, this massive pure, game. <clears throat> after the fi- right, last word on the final, there was pure pride after it, I remember, you know, yeah. you, the, the, the dejection, and then it was just like, this is Celtic, we love yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. We love you. That was amazing. We didn't quite do it, you know. But then you had that, you had... Shit, we need to get our shit together. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd, um, I went to Glasgow Airport on the Thursday morning, so I didn't sleep after the game, I, yep. couldn't, I couldn't get to sleep, so we'd watched, I don't know if you remember, the, the kid get knocked down outside the Beachwood, and the fight happened. Maybe, I can't you remember. don't remember it at all. No. We boy tried to run across the road to get his ball, and a car hurt him, but because people were out smoking and drinking outside, they all went, so it was a big massive uproar. Oh, sure. And um, came back in, and the police all arrived and stuff like this. So big, massive thing for that. Um, we've all left. Me and Carl back to the house. Knowing we're going holiday the next morning, it was a very early flight. Bags are packed and stuff, but you're sort of you've got your holiday. You know, you should have your holiday head on, but I couldn't. I couldn't have my holiday head on. I was just my holiday. This, the first day my holiday was going to be ruined because I was just too upset for the night before. Mm. So Karen's went to bed and I've just sat up, had a couple of beers, a couple of beers, a couple of beers, went to Glasgow Airport the next day and it was just Celtic supporters coming in. Mm. And I felt like applauding every one of them because even though our team had got beat, they had made it a proper atmosphere. Yeah. So when Chris is saying, some man is saying earlier on about he wanted it for the Celtic supporters that went there and for Larson. I get exactly what you're saying because see when they all came in mm-hmm. and you were looking at them, n- none of them showed the disappointment we all, all had on the Wednesday night when they came through the airport. All of them came in with pride going, we f- we nearly done that. Yeah, We didn't go and get scalped 4, 5, 6, no. We didn't get destroyed. We get beat 3-2 with a fair... Fair we, few bits of dubious decisions going against us. We didn't we didn't get to the final by lots of nil nils. No. Um the 
we 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 done it right, and we came up against right good big teams as and well. And we smashed them, and we knocked fuck at them, and then but will we do it again ever? Celtic, Aye, well, not us three. I think I think we're past our playing. T- will know. Celtic ever get to another European final in their life? Will Celtic ever get to another European? No, no, no chance. I'll say no. No, I'll say yes. Good man, love it. What a fucking boy. Um, what date? This I, is quarter to eight. I'm going to fucking remember this. I'll tell you something though. I, I won't. Can, I'll forget by tomorrow. <laughs> somebody, but if there was reforms, if there was reforms and European football dropped back to when it was the way it was, where. There was a UEFA Cup and a Champions League, and the Champions League was for the champions, and the UEFA Cup was for the second and third. Yeah, if it, if it went back to the way it was, then fine. Today, I also think it would have to be um, home and away as well. And non-seeded. Yeah, but so, so see if it was group stage. And that was one other thing, see when I looked at the quarterfinals, and you seen who all the quarterfinals was, would it have been seeded then, do you think? I'm not, I, I don't know, I genuinely do not know, but it was just, it did look as if it was sort of big team, we team, big team, we team. Yeah. So I didn't I, know if it was seeded or not. I, I think it probably was, but... But I, it's it's now weighted that way anyway. Oh, we're, we're gubbed. But it's like, see, you turn around and you're like, will we ever get to a final again? It's like... Well, get Port- to the group Port- stage, your final. Will Porto ever get to a final again? No. We, we've got eight games to get to the group stage. Yeah. Since sixty seven, it was ten games to win it to get to well to get you the final. Aye, so I mean essentially though, our cup final these days is the playoff final to get so it's a champion. Anyway, so we're just we're we're wrapping up here because we've we've went a wee bit long. It's okay, Um, you'll cut out all the shite. Aye, um, so Celtic versus Kilmarnock, Rangers versus Dunfermline. Rangers are at home. Um, Celtic uh, win four nil. Rangers win 6-1, was it? Okay, so where were you at this point? I finished work just before kick-off, so I ran up the road. I watched it in the house, because it was on Satanta. Yeah. Um, and they had it fixed out so that both games were live. At the same time. At the yeah. same time. Now, the game had literally kicked off, um, and I ran up the road. I can't remember. Did we get an early goal or they get an early goal? I because thought it's them that gets yeah. the early goal. No, they can see the I'll get to that. Because I don't know I don't know what... Something, I can't remember that it's going out of my head, but I ran up the road and I drove... I, I, I walked past the house and I heard an almighty roar and I had no idea if we'd scored no. or if they'd scored. Crawford's or like that. Don't, uh, no, I was in the car at the time. Oh. And... Uh, it, it, it was nuts, it, and I didn't know, and I just, I need to get in the house, and then we get up into the house, and, okay, I mean, the, the games, did we miss a penalty that day as well? Yes, Alan Thompson. Alan Thompson penalty. puts the penalty over, and my, my overriding memory of that day. Dunfermline equalised. Yes, right, okay, so Dunfermline, there's two things, there's more than one memory, but my one thing that really stuck in my craw was former Celtic goalkeeper Gordon Marshall, um, <laughs> Really rushing. I mean, to get the ball, to restart it, to try and you know his antics that day. No, no, don't get me wrong. As a professional, he should be trying to win and all that. I'm not saying that, but he looked like somebody who wanted Celtic to lose. A man possessed. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, Jimmy Calderwood. Mm. Did Jimmy Calderwood come out and say my father would never forgive me if I had so so what I was today or something like that? So, so so there's other things that he's come out with since then as well about possible job offers that were. 
yeah. getting made available to him. So essentially, what he said was, um, he was getting because he managed in, in Holland before he managed mm-hmm. in Fairland, um, and he was interviewed ne- the next season. He was interviewed by some Dutch football magazine, and he actually says uh, that game was really important because my father would never have a, have forgiven me if uh, Celtic had won the league. Ha 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 ha. And then recently it's come out that he said that he was basically being touted for Ibrox mm-hmm. and all this. He'd been so they were probably leading him up because they would never, never give they, they were they, they were telling him, listen, you lose this game, who knows, McLeish will leave and who knows who will but be the manager next. at that particular point, so they've taken McLeish from Murwell, Hibs. or Hibs, so, so they've, they've set a precedent from taking somebody from, from it. Now, Caldwell's taken um, Dunfermline to third place in the league. Uh, no, they finished no, fifth. Not necessarily in that season, but I'm sure he oh, took no, them yeah, yeah, yeah. to third place. Got them to a League Cup he, final and a uh, Scottish, Scottish Cup, Cup final. Blast so last game. he's taken them to in that in that period of time. He's way punches weight for Dunfermline, so he is the go-to manager. That's how he ends up going to Aberdeen. Aye. Yeah. Um. So I mean, and he looks like Bernie Winters. That's that's an old one. You can't you can't use that. It might well be. All right, he's a dick. That's fine. So we win 4-0, they win 6-1, Thompson misses the penalty, Rickson sticks fireworks through his uh, letterbox. Uh, It kind of summed up the season, because we won 4-0 against Kilmarnock, who were at Rugby Park, even now, even still, I mean we lost to Rugby uh, Rugby Park this season, Rugby Park killed Tommy Burns' title challenges when we drew there, like... We went to Kilmarnock and we won convincingly and we still didn't fucking win the title. We lost the title on goals scored. No, I think it, they had one more goal than us, I think. E, okay, let me check that. Yeah. No, no, that, but we, we, we lost if, on... If we, we had scored if we'd scored the penalty, we would have lost it on goals scored. Right, okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So the, the title, the league finished... Um, Celtic had 97 points, Rangers had 97 points, goals 4 for Rangers, 101, goals 4 for Celtic, 98, goals against, 28 for Rangers, goals against, 26 for Celtic. So they were plus 73 and we were plus 72. Um, We qualified for the Champions League off the back of this because we got, Scotland got two places. places. Um, (laughs) So let me just talk you through... Yeah, ex- everything's exactly the same. We played thirty-eight games. We won. We both won thirty-one. We both drew four, and we both lost. We lo- both teams lost three games that season. Now, for them, they weren't out of the UEFA Cup, and they could focus on it. Fair enough. For us to only lose three games, we said that. We said it throughout yeah. all of this. Every game was pressure. Every game was pressure. That final. Almost nail in the coffin of that season. The fact that we, to not even like see if we didn't even lose the games, we didn't lose lose the league on points. We lost it on a fucking technicality. But see, so you're thinking like the the game before Seville, which is Dundee, and it's six two. Yeah, right. So you're probably thinking that. So they the, got they got a late one, and the crowd kind of went. Mm, if I remember correctly, now. yeah, yeah, I remember Dundee did. Right, but I just I'm just thinking there that though, but but by beating Dundee six two, you're probably thinking to yourself we've caught it all back here, because that the game the game in hands just been done, yeah, which was a narrow one, 
But the 6-2 game is we've just got a plus four on the goals. So we've clawed that back. Yeah. So when it goes to the last game of the season, what, on the last game of the season, we must have been neck and neck. It was. For them, because what did you say the scores were? 6-1 and 4 nil. So that's it. It's the last game of the season that does it. They were top. They were top of the league on goals scored going into that game. Yeah, Alan Thompson. If he scores that penalty, it could lead. It could galvanise a little bit more. And I'm not blaming Alan Thompson in any way, but he misses a penalty. He scores it though because um, it came not even halfway through the second half. You go. I don't know. You may. <laughs> My favourite bit is I'm in holiday at the time, and we've. Um, <laughs> I'm in holiday, by the way. Oh, well, I'm, I'm half squished before the game starts. We went to a, a crossroads and there's a pub in every corner and walked in and we just picked one pub and walked up and it was two Sheffield United supporters that were running it. He's taking a Celtic game on, mate. Of course I am. You've been here all week. Not us, me and, me and Karen, they just meant Celtic supporters in general. It's like dynamite. He says, I'm going to get some breakfast and I'll be back. No worries, you want to put a bet on because he was doing the bookies for it. Cool. All fine. As we came back down about an hour later, Every pub was sauce or full. And we went in, the guy had remembered us, we got a seat. But just squeezed in, just you squeeze in there, squeeze in, and that was fine. One Ranger supporter walked down and he tried to get into every single we could see him because the windows were all open, he tried to get into all the pubs and he got chased out of every pub and he came in. Ours was the, the fourth out of the three out of the four that he came into. Any chance he, uh, this is the Sheffield United spot, any chance of putting the Rangers game on, nobody's showing it. No, nobody'll show up for me, and he get told where to go, and I loved it. It was just—I know it was all capitalism. The guy was only interested <laughs> in getting his pounds extra in there, but I just loved the fact he just went north, cough, and the guy had to go away. And I just—I loved it because that—that that was sort of—I I was thinking we're all here, we're all getting the result, mate. It can't be three hundred to one that we're all going to be celebrating, and you're not. He came back later on that day, just as if as the final whistle had went, and shouted in the pub about the score and who won. Ah, oh, best bit was kicking his head in. So Rangers won the treble. We won fuck all. James McFad to get Young Player of the Year. Ferguson won the other sweep the other titles. Um, Did we not get best fans? You, if I gave us best fans, there we go. I'll yeah. take that. Um, what? This is the final wrap up. Um Sermani, thoughts on the season? Um even recounting it, it was an emotional roller coaster. Um I find myself get genuinely getting quite emotional as well. Yeah, I mean that the the the, the trip to Seville, I mean you you talk, be able to talk to any Celtic fan whether they went or not. Or how you know you hear stories about how people got there, they pretended they went, <laughs> <laughs> some people pretending they went uh, in vans traveling across, and you know, people selling their fridge or whatever to get there, and, and, and all that. Fridge? And, and I don't know, they just <laughs> came out, they kept the freezer, selling it. Aye, they kept the freezer, and uh, you know, you'll have people doing that, and then you're leaving the people that you were here that you know that stayed and watched it in the pubs around the city, you'll have people talking about in different countries who couldn't travel but you know what they did for the game that was just this uprising of just unbelievable love for the club and and the whole event was absolutely un- amazing you know the fact that we never did it we never won it and all that 
you know, we've we've dug it up and now we're putting it back down. She coming through that and having discussed it for the last three hours. I'm just sitting here. Four thinking, hours. F- four hours. It's going to be a it's going to be a two parter. Clearly, right. Um, just thinking about it and talking about it. The overall feeling is pride. 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 I was. I'm proud of my club. Proud of that season. You know they won a treble. You know. You know they 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 loved it because I remember in 2008 winning the league that season as well. Um, they ended up with nothing. And the palpable relief when they didn't win, you know, I imagine they had that. They can keep it. I don't care. For me, that was just a wonderful time to be a Celtic fan. A couple of goals had went the other way. We would have had a league in UEFA Cup double, and can you imagine that? That would have been something to cherish. But still, as it could have been a table because of the the league, league cup. cup. Kev, but thoughts? Unbelievable. You know what? It's it's the one thing we said a couple of times. I actually think it's the only time it's ever going to happen to me. I don't think it's ever going to happen that I'm going to see Celtic get to it. And the just the, the whole emotions, it all was just brilliant. It, there was so many times where you were with the people you wanted to be with to watch it. You were getting games and goals that are there for your memory. And it might have... It never ended the way we wanted it to, but it'll always it'll the the final won't define the memories. It's everything led up to the final that will yeah. define it. Um, it was the greatest experience of my life. That's it. Seville was the greatest thing I've ever seen, and it can never be taken away from me. And I'm 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 so proud of everything that happened, and I'm getting a little bit emotional, but. Uh, I'd rather be a Celtic supporter than a Porto supporter. So would I. And I think, you know, Porto, what did they do after that? <laughs> anyway, um, this has been Timeline Celtic 2002-2003, the Seville season. Um, thank you for listening. Kevin? God bless you. Chris? Thanks. He's Chris, he's Kevin, I'm Chris. Yeah. We, we are the night in a minute, Cynic, and we'll speak to you down the road. Mm-hmm.